What up, what up? Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the Man Cave Football Podcast, the football podcast where we talk everything football-related. And, uh, well, we try to sound smart in doing it. I'm Dan Casper, your host, as always. It's been a while, been a while since we did uh, did a new podcast episode, since uh, the draft, recapping the NFL draft, going through the offseason. Well, once in a while, you'll get a storyline here or there. But uh, now that uh, OTAs are starting, actually getting a little bit closer to uh, – to some actual football, but this offseason is going to be extra fun because if you're a history buff kind of like myself, the NFL's got some stuff planned that, that'll that uh, kind of get you intrigued, uh, get you excited for this upcoming season. We, we know Peyton Manning's doing that show where he's going across the country, football towns and and some history stuff that way. I, I believe, rumor has it, that they are doing the another listing of the top 100 players of all time. You heard Bill Belichick was on that committee. Not sure exactly what they're going to do with it if they're going to do like a the show that they that kind of sparked the 200 player if you remember back in like 2010 in there or players of all time so i'm not sure if they're going to follow that similar format per se but uh they're going to be doing something with that and you know since i wasn't asked to be on that committee to to name the top 100 players of all time kind of disappointing i know but uh you know what i'm going to do my own top uh, 100 players of all time, and that's what we're going to be doing uh, for the most part of this off season with the Man Cave Football Podcast. Uh, but of course, if there is other storylines or just uh, kind of uh, just uh, catching up to do, we'll do those episodes as well. But uh, with this episode in particular, going to kind of lead up to the top 100 players of all time. I'm actually going to be doing my top 10 NFL head coaches of all time. So this is my list. Uh, nobody else uh, contributed to this list, so. If you don't agree with it, you can only yell at me. So there you go. But uh, before I get to the top ten, my top ten, there's four coaches I, I want to touch on that did not make the top ten. Uh, and going to put them in kind of like two different groups. The first two are, are maybe the two that just missed out on the top ten for me. And for that, for those two guys, it's Marv Levy, the longtime Buffalo Bills head coach, uh, one-time stint with the Kansas City Chiefs beforehand, uh, what took the Bills to four straight Super Bowls, didn't win one of those. Uh, I think if he would have won at least one of those and gone to four straight Super four straight Super Bowls, Levy's probably on the list, to be honest with you. So I've got Marv Levy just outside that. Curly Lambeau, Packers founder, player, coach, general manager, board of directors, pretty much did everything for, for the Packers. He also... Uh, just missed out on my list uh, of my top ten uh, for, for coaches. Uh, you know, it's it, it's not because I'm trying to you know, not get a Green Bay Packer on or anything like that. It's just you know when I boiled it down to my top ten, didn't have any room for for Curly Lambeau. Now Curly Lambeau obviously has the stats. I mean, 229 wins, 22 uh, ties, 134 losses, with a career winning percentage of 623. So if anybody puts Curly Lambeau in their top ten, hey. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you, but uh, he just missed out on my top ten list uh, for 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 this particular uh, list right now. But the, the other two coaches that I want to kind of touch on was, I think, kind of in the Marv Levy camp, maybe, uh, that if they would have gotten one Super Bowl, just one Super Bowl, they would be approaching this top ten or even maybe even be in, in the top ten. One's a current coach. Uh, that's Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid's already seventh in, in the entire 
National Football League's National Football League's history with wins. He's two oh seven, one thirty eight, one tie for a six hundred winning percentage. He's only gone to one Super Bowl though, and that's where he lost it uh, against the New England Patriots as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, I mean, I think if Andy Reid just had one ring, one ring, I think some people would put him in, in that top ten of that list. I don't know if he'd make my top ten, but I, I wouldn't be surprised for him to crack that list for a lot of people. And the other guy, I, I think you could draw a lot of parallels between these two because of the regular season success, but maybe failures in the postseason. Marty Schottenheimer. I mean, Marty Schottenheimer, 205, 139, one tie, 596 winning percentage. Stints with the Browns, Chiefs, Washington, Chargers. Uh, so, I mean, he's got the resume in terms of regular season wins, but like Andy Reid, that the knock on him is kind of the postseason play and not going to enough Super Bowls or even winning a uh, Super Bowl. So I think Schottenheimer uh, and Andy Reid, if they would have just had one Super Bowl, they probably would be in a lot of people's top ten list. And I think Schottenheimer might even be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame if he had a Super Bowl or two or have a really good shot at getting into the in, into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Reid still has an opportunity to do that. Uh, so I think if he gets into a Super Bowl or two with the Kansas City Chiefs, he could uh, potentially crack that top ten list there. So those were just four coaches I kind of wanted to highlight on, but uh, obviously those four did not make my top ten list. But uh, let's get at it right now, uh, revealing my top ten NFL head coaches of all time in honor of the 100 seasons in the NFL. Starting at number ten, we're going to go with uh, the longtime uh, former coach of the New York Giants, New England Patriots, New York Jets, and the Dallas Cowboys. Bill Parcells is going to be number 10 on my list. Uh, two Super Bowl championships, all with the, the New York Giants. Went to the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. Uh, he's got 172 wins, 130 losses, one tie for a 569 winning percentage. Obviously, he gets highlighted because of his time with the Giants. Uh, his postseason record with the Giants there, 11-8-3, excuse me, with a winning percentage of 727. Uh, So, I I mean, that's where he gets highlighted because of the two Super Bowl trophies there. Uh, Looking what he did with that defense over there. Now, I know some people may be looking, well, look at who his defensive coordinator was during his time with the Giants now. He's not a too bad of a coach and more than likely going to be on this top 10 list too with Bill Belichick there. But uh, maybe you can give Bill Parcells, some of the credit for maybe developing Bill Belichick. Kind of goes hand-in-hand there a little bit. But Bill Parcells definitely had uh, that personality that, you know, some players might not have been able to play under there, play under for him there. But uh, nonetheless, you, you can't deny results. And every team that he went to, he, you can you can see improvements uh, as soon as he got there. Obviously with the Giants, the two Super Bowl championships, Patriots, his first year, he went 5-11, and then 10-6, and and then he went to the Super Bowl in 96 there, losing to the Green Bay Packers. The Jets, his first year, 9-7, and then bumped them all the way up to 12-4. and Even the Cowboys, I mean, you go to the playoffs with the quarterback and Quincy Carter, uh, you, you deserve a little credit there. And then, of course, uh, Tony Romo helped usher in the Tony Romo era there. So uh, Bill Parcells makes my list at number 10. Coming in at number nine, we're, well, speaking of Dallas Cowboys uh, coaches, we'll go with Tom Landry. Uh, Tom Landry is my ninth coach, the long, long-time uh, Dallas Cowboys 
head coach uh, uh, Tom Landry, 250 wins, 162 losses, uh, six ties, two-time Super Bowl champion, went to five different Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. We know him uh, with his history with the Ice Bowl, with the Packers, uh, was a former assistant along with Vince Lombardi on that giant staff uh, in the 50s, the late 50s there. Uh, but Tom Landry, no denying what he did in his long career as Dallas Cowboys head coach starting in 1960 uh, all the way up until 1988, 29 years as the head man wearing the fedora on the sidelines there. Uh, the numbers speak for itself. I mean, we talk about shelf lives of NFL head coaches these days. You know, Bill Walsh's quote is, you know, 10 years. That's kind of the shelf life for a head coach. You're talking about a guy that went 29 years for the Dallas Cowboys. And, I mean, if you look at it, it's not like he, you know, had just this awful stretch of games to where he was past past due. Like, he should have been fired uh, earlier than when Jerry Jones got there. I mean, in '85, uh, he went he went ten and six, seven and nine, seven and eight, and then his final year, three and thirteen. There, but uh, you know, in '83, twelve and four, uh, then '81, twelve and four, 1980, 12 and four. So it, it sure seemed like you know the game didn't really pass by Tom Landry for the most part there. So a six oh seven winning percentage, a couple Super Bowl titles, going to the championship game a few more times there too lands Tom Landry at number nine on my list. And I want to throw this one in there, a little wrinkle. One coach I did not mention in my other uh, my other four that I missed. Sets around the Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson, a couple Super Bowl titles. I think he gets overlooked a lot of times when we talk about some of the best coaches of all the time. Uh, what he did with the Cowboys is is remarkable. I think he deserves more credit than what he's than what he's due over there. I know he's always up for the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I do think Jimmy Johnson, you know what, if, if I were to add another guy uh, on that list that just misses it out, uh, the Marv Levy and uh, the Curly Lambo one, I would put Jimmy Johnson in that one too. I, I just wanted to put that out there. I forgot to mention Jimmy Johnson on that list. I think he does get overlooked. Now, maybe the Miami Dolphins tenure uh, kind of knocks him down a peg there, but I do think Jimmy Johnson deserves uh, some of the credit for what happened uh, during his time as head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Going to number eight, one of the, I guess, founding figures. I don't know if that's the right term, but uh, the, the one of the first uh, uh, high-profile figures in NFL history coming in at number eight uh, for my best head coach of all time. Going to Chicago, Papa Bear, George Hallis is my number eighth or number eight ranked head coach in uh, in NFL history. Long we, we talk about Tom Landry's career. How about forty years for Papa Bear, George Hallis? Forty years. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six championships. Obviously, was out of the game. Um, I shouldn't say wasn't out of the game, but uh, uh, you know, Super Bowl. Just kind of started when he was finishing up his his career there, but six NFL championships, three hundred and eighteen wins, hundred and forty eight losses, thirty one ties for a six eighty two winning percentage, six eighty two winning percentage. Uh, if you combine everything on there, and that includes his uh, his his Decatur Staley's and Chicago Staley's years there. If we're just looking at uh, maybe the NFL, that's a six seventy one winning percentage. 324, 151, and 31 ties there. But uh, George Hallis, you know, gotta get, you got to recognize players and coaches 
from the past, even you know, just not the current time here. You got to keep looking. You got to honor the past. It, what George Hallis did for the game of football, and just how how I mean, he he did everything. He was owner, player, general manager, PR, coach, marketing. You name it, he did it for the Chicago Bears. But uh, one of the most impressive things that he definitely has on his resume is what he did as a coach for the Chicago Bears. Uh, held the record for the most wins uh, for a long time in the NFL until Don Shula uh, came calling and Don Shula passed him on the wins. And it, there's a maybe a decent shot that uh, one Bill Belichick might be passing George Hallis. Uh, not this year, but uh, maybe in the next couple of years if, uh, if Bill Belichick sticks around that long. But uh, George Hallis landing on my list. At number eight. Looking at number seven now, my seventh best NFL head coach of all time. And this guy, I think, gets overlooked a lot. Maybe doesn't get a whole lot of credit uh, that's due. But you look at some of the numbers and what he had to, I don't want to say what he had to work with because that implies that uh, his players were awful, in which they weren't. But maybe some of the obstacles in the way. Joe Gibbs is my number seventh NFL head coach of all time, three-time Super Bowl champion, and did it with three different quarterbacks. That's that's what really impresses me when we talk about quarterback play and how that's the most important position on an NFL team. And we see a lot of these dynasty teams, if you will. It's all kind of just based off that one quarterback. Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. 154 wins, 94 losses, a 621 winning percentage as head coach of the Washington Redskins. And that encompasses his two tenures uh, with the team. Remember, he did come back uh, in 2004 after after retiring after the 92 season. So that does encompass his second tenure there with the Washington Redskins. But I think Joe Gibbs is one coach that really gets overlooked a lot when we talk about some of the best head coaches of all time. And, and, and that's a that that's a travesty because look at what he did. I mean, working with three different quarterbacks and and just the the uh, the the offensive lineman that he built over there in Washington. It was he he did a great job over there, and it's a shame that he gets overlooked uh, once in a while. But a seventeen and seven winning per, or seventeen and seven record in the playoffs for a seven oh eight winning percentage in the playoffs too. So uh, Joe Gibbs coming in at number seven as my best NFL coach of all time. Coming in at number six. Number six, I'm going to go with the man that holds the record for the most wins in NFL history as a head coach, and that's Don Shula, former Baltimore Colts head coach, longtime Miami Dolphins head coach, uh, the only coach to lead a team to a perfect record from the regular season all the way through the playoffs to a Super Bowl championship. 347 wins, 173 career losses, six ties for a 665 winning percentage, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion back-to-back with the Miami Dolphins in 72 and 73, uh, was a champion with the Colts, NFL champion in 68 there too. So um, uh, a couple AFC championships with the Miami Dolphins but wasn't able to get that Super Bowl with Dan Marino. And maybe that's where some people kind of uh, point to it a little bit uh, negative. Negativity, neg- neg- negatively, uh, with uh, 
with Don Shula there, but, I mean, there's no denying 33 years in the league and amassing the most wins of all time is extremely impressive. And it was in 94, his second to final year. Uh, he he went 10-6 and six in his final year. He was 9-7. and seven. So, you know, kind of like Tom Landry, you know, for a guy that, that stuck around a long time and was coaching a long time, it sure seemed like the game did not pass him by whatsoever. So, uh, my my number my number six head coach of all time is going to be Don Shula, the only coach to lead a team to a perfect record, uh, and that was the the Miami team, uh, the Miami Dolphins team of nineteen seventy two, where they still pop the champagne bottles when uh, when a team loses now. So Don Shula coming in at number six for me. Cracking the top five, coming in at number five for my best NFL coaches, head coaches of all time. Going with the Steel Curtain, Pittsburgh Steelers, Chuck Knoll coming in at number five. 23 years as the head man for the Pittsburgh Steelers, four-time Super Bowl champion, four Super Bowls within six years, starting in 1974 uh, through that 1979 uh, Super Bowl championship there. What he did at building that defense with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steel Curtain, and then you look at the offensive side, he had Franco Harris, he had Terry Bradshaw, Stallworth, Swan, those guys. That was a dynasty of those 70s Steelers, absolute dynasty. And you look at what Pittsburgh has done over the years with their head coaches, Chuck Knoll, uh, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. Since 1969, that's the only three head coaches that the Steelers have had. It's pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive run of coaches over there and the longevity. That, that just shows the Roonies maybe aren't uh, quick to overreact in, in some cases or some instances there. But uh, what Chuck Knoll did in the 70s uh, is one of the best dynasties in, in all of sports. I mean, the Steelers were absolutely dominant in the 70s there behind that steel curtain defense and a pretty dang good offense as well. So Chuck Knoll with four Super Bowls, four Super Bowls, uh, comes in as my fifth head coach of all time. Top four was easy for me. Now, there there, there was some question about the order of how I was going to put the top four together, but I knew who my top four coaches were going to be. Number four, going with the innovator of the West Coast offense, Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh is my uh, number four head coach there. Ten years in the league, 92 wins, 59 losses, one tie, 609 winning percentage, 10-4 and four in the postseason with a 714 winning percentage, three-time Super Bowl champion, and we know what he did uh, with those 49ers teams with Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Steve Young as backup quarterback, Learned under the tutelage uh, of Paul Brown, uh, but what B- Bill Walsh, you know, one of the knocks on for some people might be, well, he only coached for for ten years there. You cannot deny the impact he had on the game, though. You, you cannot deny the impact that is still felt uh, on the game today. He was an amazing head coach. Yeah, he had some good players around him, but you know what? You still have to coach those players. You still have to coach Joe Montana. You still have to take the chance of drafting Joe Montana. You know what? He took a chance on a little bit Jerry. I know Jerry Rice is a first-round pick, but he wasn't the number one overall pick either. And there's questions about Jerry, whether, you know, small town college, is he fast enough? You know what? Bill Walsh. You could say Bill Walsh had a hand in building or creating two of the best football players of all time with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Heck, throw Ronnie Lott in there too. 
That, that, that That's a top 10 football player right there of all time as well. So, yes, Bill Walsh had some good teams, but he coached those teams up. Coached those teams up. And uh, the three-time Super Bowl winner there, you know, Bill Walsh, I'm sure the NFL would have loved to see him continue coaching. He he, he tried. He, he was kind of there, – there's stories about whether Paul Brown kind of, you know – Spread some rumors about him to maybe not get a, a head coaching job earlier in his tenure. It's kind of why he left the game and then went to Stanford from 1977 to 1978. Got the 49ers job there. But, uh, yeah, Bill Walsh, my number four quarterback of all time. Number three, speaking of Paul Brown, it's Paul Brown, my third best head coach of all time, going with uh, the guy that has the team named after him, Cleveland Browns. 25 years in the league, 17 with the Browns, 8 years with the Cincinnati Bengals for a total of 104 or excuse me 213 wins, 104 losses, 672 winning percentage during his time with the Browns, those 17 years. Those 17 years he went 158 and 48 with 8 losses for a 767 Winning percentage, 767 winning percentage. Three-time NFL champion, his first one coming in 1950. Got a couple more in 1954 and 1955. Uh, led the Browns to back, to back, to back, to back. That's four AAFC champions starting his first year in 1946, going through the 1949 season. Paul Brown, uh, one of the big innovators in the game, Bill Belichick. That's one of his big mentors. You'll you'll hear Bill Belichick talk about Paul Brown for a lot of times, I, I should say. Paul Brown was one of those guys, too. First ones to do the communication through the helmet. You see now that uh, it's kind of just a formality these days. The coach is calling into plays with the communication device in the headset. Paul Brown was the first one, one of the first ones to do that. So, uh, during his time with the Bengals, uh, not as uh, glamorous as it was with the Browns. Uh, with during his time with the Bengals, went fifty-five, fifty-six, and one for just a four ninety-five winning percentage, uh, an zero and three playoff record there. But no denying, this league wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for what Paul Brown did as head coach for the Browns uh, during his time there. And uh, he's a big, big mentor for the likes of a Bill Walsh and a Bill Belichick. So Paul Brown lands on my list at number three. All right, we're here at the top two. I think you guys know who are the top two NFL head coaches of all time. Uh, no big surprises on the names. Uh, the only question was is what order. I've gone back and forth on this all the time. And if you listened uh, to former podcasts or even the uh, the radio show, I've gone back and forth on this. This one perplexed me for for a long time. And you know what? It's probably going to fluctuate as the years go by. And I think I, mean, I even changed it to what I said after after this uh, previous NFL season. But number two coming on my list right now, I'm going to go Bill Belichick at number two. And I'm a Bill Belichick guy. Okay. What he has done with, with the New England Patriots during the free agency period is genius. It's genius. He does get knocked, Spygate, all that stuff that that went on. Absolutely gets knocked for it. Gets knocked for it uh, from fans' perspectives, the public media. I totally get it. I totally get it. But the dude still wins. Okay, when he's not supposed to win, 
he still wins, and he wins with what seems to be a completely different roster every single year outside of the quarterback. What he has done during the free agency period of the NFL is genius, is absolutely genius. Do you guys know the last time Bill Belichick had a single win season? Single win season in the regular season. 2002. 2002 was the last time he had a single win season. No, still a winning season. 9-7. and seven. His last losing season? 2000. When he had the Patriots his first year. 5-11. and 11. Since then, 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 14 and 2, 14 and 2, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, 16 and 0, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 14 and 2, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 14 and 2, 11 and 3, 11 and 5. Or 13 and 3 and 11 and 5. Yeah. Bill Belichick is, is remarkable. Why is he at number two then? Because I almost. I think this is going to be a debate for another day. But we talk about the the influx of the roster, the the changes that he has throughout his roster every single season. He's the one making those decisions too. So he's the general manager of this team. So he knows what he wants. He knows what he's going to get, or he knows what's going to fit his system. That's not diminishing his coaching ability at all because it sure seems like he could almost pick anybody and coach them up, and they could be a Super Bowl champion. But maybe the question is, is Bill Belichick an even better general manager than a head coach? That's just a scary, ridiculous thought. Scary, ridiculous thought. But that might be a debate uh, in in the future. So, you know, while all those accolades, six Super Bowl championships as a head coach, remarkable, amazing. He probably will, uh, for a lot of people, be the number one head coach of all time. And I'm not even going to argue with you on that. But maybe why I just barely put him at two and number one is because, you know what, for all that influx in that roster, he was the guy handpicking the players he wanted to, to fit his system. And that's not a knock on him. It's just that's what might put him at number two for me, which leads to number one, which you know who it is. It's Vince Lombardi. This is where it's going to get hard between comparing Lombardi and Belichick a little bit. Completely different eras. Lombardi didn't have to deal with free agency like Belichick has to do. Lombardi was the general manager of his team as well. I completely understand that. But he didn't have to do the influx of roster building like Belichick had to do. But I think what kind of sold me on currently right now, why I put Lombardi number one over Belichick, is because... When Lombardi took over that Packers squad in his first years in 1959, when he was hired in December of 58, that Packers squad just finished the season with one win. One win. He essentially took that same squad, got him to 7-5, 8-4, then in 1961, 11-3 NFL champions. So it's not like Lombardi, who was coach and general manager, came in and decided to release a bunch of players, trade a bunch of players, go sign a bunch of free agents, rebuild the team that way. He didn't do that. He took what was given to him and built those guys up. And that, to me, is 
what a coach is supposed to do. Now, Lombardi also was a pretty good GM when it came to drafting people and and putting people in position to succeed. That's the job of a coach there, too, putting those people in position to succeed, which Bill Belichick does tremendously well, too. But you look at what Lombardi kind of putting different people at different spots, Herb Adderley, one of them, that kind of comes to mind there. So I look at what Lombardi did when he came in, taking that team that just won one game, and they weren't doing anything for a long time, and he instantly turned it around. And he did the same thing with the Washington Redskins in his first year and only year. They were kind of in a the Washington when he got there was kind of in a similar path with the Packers. Instantly turned them around to go seven and five. Only ten years as a head coach, his life was cut short because of cancer. But uh, ninety six total wins, thirty four losses, six ties, a seven thirty eight winning percentage, seven fifty four during his time with the Green Bay Packers, nine and one postseason record. 900 winning percentage in the postseason. So, you know, if you want to say Belichick's number one, I'm not even going to argue with you because I've put Belichick number one before on my list. But really, of the slimmer, of slimmest of slims, whatever you want to call it, the only reason I put Lombardi up there just a little bit is I look at what Lombardi did when he got to Green Bay. He took what was given to him, turned it around. Belichick. He might be a better general manager than a head coach, and that's saying a lot, and Bill Belichick might be the best head coach of all time. I might change this next week. And what Bill Bel I'm not saying free agency made it a lot easier because it did not make it a lot easier for Bill Belichick and these coaches. It didn't make it a lot easier. But they went about it different ways. Bill Belichick brings in different guys every single season, but he's the one picking those guys to fit his system. Just the slimmest of slims I got Lombardi at number one. What do you guys think? You can yell at me. You can tweet at me. You can send me messages. Tell me how wrong I got it. That's fine. But you know what? There's no right or wrong answers in these. That's what makes it best. But uh, that's it for this episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast. I'm Dan Casper. Appreciate you tuning in. As always, do me a favor. Subscribe to my podcast. If you have an Android, just download the Google Podcast app and subscribe. iOS users, download the Apple Podcast app and subscribe that way. Or as always, you can find us on the web wherever podcasts are found and you know what uh it could take some time if you could uh, rate us rate us i'd appreciate it just to, could make it a good one we'll chat with you next time when we start the countdown of the top 100 players of all time